This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he lifts the pilot. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. That time it's the halftime show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Hope you're blessed wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're chilling at home, listening to us on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Angami. We're up for a good show today, and I'll tell you what, there's a lot to talk about, so I'm going to try and get through this with you in the next hour. Here's what we got. Manchester United get knocked out by Sevilla in the Europa League in a tournament they probably thought they were going to win but does this actually paint the cracks or are we actually seeing the truth behind the breakdown in Ole Gunnar communication with his players talking about communication with his players Pep Guardiola is getting a lot of grief at the moment now and a certain Lionel Messi as well has caused a lot of uproar in saying he wants to leave Barcelona we talk about that Mesut Ozil's controversial career has obviously been something in the headlines for a while however is there a space for religion in sport when it comes down to uh, profiles, when it comes down to players and why not? We're talking about that and finally UFC 252 just happened. Daniel Cormier retires versus Stephen Miocic. We're talking this and more on the only place to be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. How are we doing today? How are we feeling? Hope everyone is, is uh, doing great. Thank you for everyone who's tuning in on the Instagram live shout out. Let's give us some shout outs now. We got Isa, Spicy, Taby, Maria, Amanj, Marvish. Who else we got here? Mm, Abu Abdullah, of course. Mercedes, uh, Zofia. And have I forgot anyone? If I have, give me the thumbs up. Andrea, of course. How are you guys doing? Hope you're doing great. And hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuning in around the world. Now, listen, a couple of things happening in sports. And I think sometimes coaches tend to overcomplicate things. What do you guys think? 4215, it's a salat or do. Or slide into my DMs at Omar Alduri and let me know. The complication is when the occasion gets quite heated and we have a lot of pressure on us and a lot of expectations. We tend to overthink things. And speaking of overthinking things, there's a couple of coaches and managers I'm talking about. You probably guessed it right. Pep Guardiola and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer getting knocked out of the Champions League and the Europa League, which kind of caused the stir because they were expected to win not just the tie, but the whole competition. The competitions have been reduced to only one-legged ties, and that way you have to win in 90 minutes. Has that forced something? Maybe it has, maybe it hasn't, but what I am going to say is a lot of United fans um, were very, very confident. And i got to say that Sevilla uh, definitely aren't a better team than Manchester United. So that's something I'll give you guys. However, what happened 
happened on the night. 4215, it's a salad or do spicy. I know you're watching. And Rawan, you're probably locked in as well somewhere around the world. And, and actually, we're talking about United, you know, taking the Europa League. But is the fact that United didn't have to fight for a Champions League spot in through the Europa League channel that caused the lack of motivation, maybe complacency? I'm not sure because if you rewind one or two weeks back, United had finished third got the Champions League status and everyone's very very happy and all of a sudden now we are talking about it being an unsuccessful season without a trophy is it trophy or is it status you got to make your mind up because I know a certain professor back in the day who was at a club for 22 years who was we year in year out qualifying for the Champions League and is always criticized for not winning a trophy what is it what would you rather do finish in the top four or win a trophy right now United have to build for next season saying that in mind there was celebrations when United finished third however it was the same points difference as they had last year except does that show that the Premier League is dropping standards or getting harder that was one thing the second thing is there was still 33 points between them and Liverpool now I'm throwing numbers your way there's a lot of things yes uh, Spicy brings it up and he tells me what did you think of Lindelof's reaction for those that didn't watch the game yesterday let me tell you what happened a goal got conceded by Manchester United I don't mind two players speaking or, or being passionate about something so maybe that's not necessarily something that I don't mind as long as they squash it and, and focus on the game I'm okay with that in fact that might have just rather than looking at that as a negative that might have just actually shown that Lindelof does care about Manchester United and does care about results Bruno Fernandes about to say Bruno Mars there Bruno Fernandes has come onto the scene and if, he, if he'd been there the whole season could probably be in the top five players of the Premier League so I will give you that however the whole team defends together and attacks together so there was a few things I didn't like. I didn't like the fact there was a lack of substitutions, if anything. Um, it's almost conceded the fact that now we all know it's a squad game. There isn't two games. There's one game to try and win this, so you have to react. And that leads me on to my next thing. Are we looking at reactive or proactive coaches? Sometimes you can set up your team, you can speak to them, you can prepare them, you can get them ready for battle, for war. And once you do that, they go out and something happens which causes, let's say, a, a lack of concentration or a distraction or something that maybe starts to eat in, in their performance. What I'm saying is here, the skill now that we're watching a lot when it comes down to, you know, um, when it comes down to, to coaching and analyzing and statistically, you know, putting together facts that you can actually help improve performance. The thing that happens is a lot of coaches now have to be reactive to what happens in the game. Before you start the game, you've got to be able to analyze how you're going to break down the different barriers you're going to face throughout the game. So let's say, let's take, for example, the uh, Pep Guardiola, Manchester City versus Lyon. Now, Manchester City were, you know, favorites to win. However, the overcomplication, the lack of playing the Silvers, Foden, Phil Foden was extraordinary the other day. Playing Eric Garcia, who has stated that he wants to leave. Again, I think that there is a personality clash here when you play someone who is younger than the two centre-backs on your bench and you need centre-backs. Otamendi and John Stones are there on the bench and he chose not to go with him. He chose to go with someone that has clearly stated he wants to leave. So there's a few things already that I wasn't too happy about in terms of selection. Overcomplication, especially with a genius who has received a lot of criticism over the last, uh, let's say, few days because he was expected to win the Champions League and what 
better time when you see the Barcelonas get knocked out, you know, the Liverpools get knocked out, the Real Madrid get knocked out. Once all these people are getting knocked out, it's a chance and an opportunity for people to take advantage of that. What's up, Gabby? My man, Gabby, making sure the cameras are right <laughs> in the studio. We love you, bro. Um, and also Flo, all the way from uh, New York, tuned in. United, PSG, Barcelona, even City are all prepared uh, and... Are all prepared and played a reactive game. I think you're right, Flo, and I think that's probably the reason why there hasn't been the level that we expected from the big teams. By the way, that doesn't take away the competition from the so-called smaller teams because three German coaches and two teams from the French League against the German League. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this pans out. 4-2-1-5, uh, or do who's going to win the Champions League and who's going to win the Europa League. Enter Shakhtar tonight. You let us know. See you right after this. Some Afro and T-Pain. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Paduri on Oh, he loves the pirate! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. Thank you for everyone who's keeping me company on the Instagram live at Omar Alduri and everyone else on Pulse95 Radio. Right, okay, characters, big, big personalities in the sport and in the games. We talk about it a lot. And one of the people I want to talk about is Meza Ozil. Now, for a lot of people, they're looking at Meza Ozil like someone who probably gets paid or overpaid not to do much. However, behind that, there's always a personality. And in that personality, we have, you know, someone who stands for a lot and does a lot behind the scenes. Now... As a player and as his ability, that's kind of never been in doubt in terms of how talented he is. The problem is, and the question that a lot of people have been asking is, why doesn't he work hard enough? And if he's not going to figure off in uh, Mikel Arteta's plans uh, as the number 10, then why not move on? Let me put you in this scenario. You dedicated your life and your craft to trying to perfect your skill set to be able to achieve big things. You uh, reach the heights that you probably, you know, dreamt of and you get that last contract. Now, when you get that last contract, would you stop playing or performing because people don't want you there? Sport is a fickle world, a very, very fickle world, and sometimes people forget all the good things you do. Now, Meza Ozil did an interview recently with The Athletic, which was, uh, you know, looked down on because of the comments he made. Now, I always say, try not to get politics involved when it comes down to sport. However, the statement that he made, one can't argue of what he was saying. He was talking, Meza Ozil is, is German, uh, I think by origin his roots are Turkish, uh, and he's a Muslim, and a proud Muslim. He came out in a statement and said that, you know, whilst everything that's happening with Black Lives Matter is 100% correct, why hasn't it happened when it comes down to Muslims and all the things they have done? Why can't we have Muslim Lives Matter as well? Very, very solid point, especially with recent events and what's been happening in the political world. Now, using your platform to be able to, to get that out there was something I, I really respect in Meza Ozo. He puts, he puts them, you know, he puts it out there, whether you like him or whether you don't. The things he was saying about Islam and the things he was saying about it, he also questioned 
you know, people at the club and people who have tried to cause damage to his career by saying that sometimes staying silent is just as bad as not you know as uh, as saying something you know against you and that was something that came out of his his interview recently and he was talking about a few board members or technical directors you know not supporting him when he spoke about how muslims were treated in china again you know i can't fault him for saying what he said it's it's very very you know on point and personality sometimes we speak about the lack of personalities in the sport and how people don't speak up and if they see something that's wrong not speaking up is just as bad as performing the actual action yeah I can't, again i can't i can't dispute that but also putting yourself in a situation would you leave a club or leave your work because other people are saying you're getting paid too much you've earned you've worked all your life to earn yourself that position to be in that situation you know that is it's it's very very interesting so i'm gonna leave it up to you guys let me know your thoughts on that 4215 at slot or do or slide into the dms the other thing i was going to tell you guys a lot has been made overnight over this whole messy situation with the elections coming up at barcelona now for those that don't know we have seen that messi has had an open contract with barcelona for a while and whilst I question who are, who's making decisions at the top, I also question the fact that those decisions have been wrong. And if you are going to let go of Messi, and I spoke about this on the show a couple of months back, I did say the greatness of Barcelona reminds me of the greatness of AC Milan, but also the demise in that and the collapse of what's happening. Way before Bayern Munich demolished the mate too, there was something that was you know not right there. When you sign those players and you have you know Dembele and you have Griezmann on the bench, and actually the other person that cost just as much money is on loan against you and he comes on and scores two and assists one that tells me a lot about the decisions that were being made and even that why wasn't there a clause not to let him play and by the way the smartest people out of all that let me just tell you now Liverpool who have 5 million in the bank if Bayern Munich win the Champions League because Coutinho was sold from Liverpool to Barcelona there you go and you wonder why we talk about the model of a structure of a club these small decisions in terms of making money for your business but also making the right decisions for your club if Messi leaves it could be the best blessing in disguise we've said that on the show here where would he go where do you think Messi will go and does he have the personality to take on a challenge that might elevate his career even further than the great Messi has already done Premier League Paris which by the way Mbappe I loved his tweet Farmers League and he put lol because Harris and Leon are both in the semi-finals. Brilliant Mbappe. Hats off to you, Killian. Smashed it with that one. Right on point. So again, where are we going with this? Where would Messi end up? There you go. I've, I've told you now, Spicy. Where do you think Messi will end up realistically and who can afford them? Stay tuned for more on The Only Place to Be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is The Halftime Show with Umar Paduri on Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire that the goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Al Duri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! What? It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Thank you very much for keeping me company on the Insta Live. As usual, we're talking many, many things today. We spoke about 
the Champions League and the Europa League and whether coaches are proactive or reactive in the modern day and if they're overcomplicating things such as laying out formations and game plans that aren't necessary or even making the wrong choices. That was on segment one. On segment two, we were talking about personalities in the game and especially when it comes down to someone like Mesut Ozil for what he stands for in his personal life according to what the media make of him in his professional life. That was another thing that was quite interesting to tackle that. Lionel Messi has stated according to reports that he wants to leave Barcelona this summer where will he end up and is it realistic that he end up in a league near you now we're going into a different level of personalities as we review the UFC 252 as Daniel Cormier retires from the game now I don't know about you guys when was the last time you watched someone an athlete that you respect or admire and you're kind of I think cringe is probably the hardest word because I like Daniel Cormier but you kind of hope he wins and you don't want him to lose but when he loses you kind of felt you knew he was going to lose Stipe Miocic was outstanding on the night yes there was a poke but at the same time you know watching that was painful really painful in the trilogy that was built up for a long time uh, and finally got put back together I think we miss fans what do you guys think um, we we uh, you know, we look at personalities, we look at characters, and Daniel Cormier is a nice guy. You know, um, a very, very nice guy, and he's a good analyst as well, and he definitely knows his wrestling. He comes from an Olympic background as well, so it's fantastic. We look at all these different personalities. Mufid is mentioned in the Anelka documentary on, on Netflix and how misunderstood he was. That's another thing. Um, hello, Amanj, to you too. Uh, but with all these personalities, sometimes... What takes our attention or what gathers our attention is when someone's controversial or loud or, you know, someone that isn't us, basically. We kind of take to that person. We wonder what that person's like. You either want him to lose or you want him to keep winning. And in that, you know, that confidence builds up. There's a lot of, you know, a, a lot of different people that are looking at that. The Nicholas Anelka documentary, for example, you know, was one where if you didn't know about him, he was misunderstood. If you did know about him, you know, um, you kind of knew what he was like. What I was impressed about with that documentary is how highly his teammates spoke about him. Because often in the media, labeled as Le Salk, uh, someone that is a troublemaker. At times when he actually knuckled down and, and, and put his head down, I thought he was outstanding and, and one of the best uh, youth players around in that generation, especially coming out of Clairefontaine, which is a huge academy. If you caught the show uh, about three weeks ago, you know, I had Callum Irving in the show and... Um, Callum Irving, I said it right, on the show, and he was talking about, you know, all the different organizations in sport, in FIFA, AFC, and, and UEFA, and the academies, and Claire Fontaine was one of those, which was outstanding. Uh, the Anaka documentary was very, very interesting, and the media can either make you or break you, and definitely, I also think he felt sorry for himself a little bit, but he's someone I'd love to interview, so if you know Anelka, if Anelka, Nico, you're listening, come on the show and tell us about your journey, because I definitely followed it from all the, you know, from Claire Fontaine, PSG, making that decision to step out of Paris because of his beliefs and because of what he believed in in terms of his development. Very, very impressive. What a personality. Right. What else we got? We got UFC 252. Now, we talk about personalities. The bantamweight between uh, Sean O'Malley and Marlon Vera. Very, very interesting. The character that Sean O'Malley is very confident, very loud. You can tell by the colors on his hair. You know, he's got the greens, the yellows, the reds, the blues. 
um, but also probably a defeat we mentioned this on the show can probably be the best blessing you can ever get shout out to Maria who's also just jumped in the room and tuned in on the Instagram live uh, personalities sometimes attract attention whether through good energy or bad energy we kind of see that Sean O'Malley has had this confidence and this aura about him when he stepped into the room that you're going to believe he's going to be a champion he's also someone that has a certain style about him where even when he's compared to other athletes people say nope he's his own person coming up against Marlon Vera you know who's had 16 fights that that you know that was going to be a big challenge for him but breaking his his I think it was his toe or his foot the way he did he couldn't put any weight on it and straight away was identified that and also we don't often give referees a shout out I definitely think that you know uh, Herb Dean I think it was who was officiating did great to stop that because you could tell he was in a lot of pain a lot of pain in that Junior DeSantos lost to Jairzinho Rosenstruck if I've said that right which was also another thing in the heavyweight I like Junior DeSantos' boxing and I know he's worked with my favourite boxing coach um, from the wild card Freddie Roach Herbert Burns uh, lost to uh, Daniel Pineda and uh, John Dodson lost to Mirab Divalashvili and if I can say that I'll tell you one thing those two were wired they were so on it and so interested in, in, in just showing who's got the more energy which was very very cool I really really liked that that fight that was an early bantamweight fight as well 4215 any questions you have on health sport and fitness shoot them my way we're coming up after some burner boy I love this halftime show with Omar Adouri This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri, your host covering everything sport, international, local. Now, if you're just tuning in and want to catch us uh, and catch all of the shows, we have some incredible guests on there. Switch over to the podcast. Have a look at Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Gabi. And you can find some incredible guests talking about some important topics such as mental health, gut health, and even strength and conditioning and how the brain plays such an important role in performance. Now, the questions that I, um, I sent out that, that's got people going, uh, going wild on the Instagram is if you were Messi and he's obviously said he's going to leave, where would you go? Uh, some people saying PSG. Almas says far, far away to China. <laughs> Almas is going to be on the show on Wednesday, a very talented athlete at the tender age of 12, who's actually playing with older players, mature players, and learning. And one of the key things I like, and the reason why I wanted to bring Almas on the show, is because she's very mature for a 12-year-old, um, has a lot of personality. Now, whether you get that out of her or not, that's a different story, but she does have plenty of character and personality, and I love that about her. So I'm going to bring her in on the show on Wednesday, we're going to talk football and have a nice chat she said why don't you give Messi salary uh, use Messi's salary to buy defenders see what I mean she's already got I definitely wasn't thinking like that at the age of 12 so I'm going to have her on the show um, who else have I got who would you sign for Barcelona uh, I would get rid of Messi I'd say get rid of Messi I'd, I'd let him go and then start to obviously uh, purchase players in defense and uh, and also so Open Mancano would be one I'd like I really like um, 
Alfonso Davis from Bayern Munich. I think that left side will be fire with him there. And then probably get a couple of hard-working players who are going to do, you know, the legwork for Barcelona in the middle and add a bit of, you know, youth to that team in the sense of they've really got some incredible talent. If they use Griezmann in the right position, uh, Ansu Fati, Dembele, if they brought back Coutinho, De Jong, you know, Alba, Ter Stegen, one of the best keepers around. It's quite a good team when you think about it. Definitely, definitely good team. But I would say they need to invest in players to be able to put a unit together. I think uh, for, for a long period of time, they've relied on Messi's brilliance to get them out of trouble. And that's where I think, you know, um, it, it's cost them now and it's caught up with them. When you look at the teams like Leipzig and you look at teams like Lyon, uh, their teams, their units, they work together. They, they, they fight for each other and they don't just give the ball to one person and expect that person to do everything. There's where I think, you know, there's been something. And more than anything, they need to sort out the hierarchy, they need to sort out the presidential elections. It's, it's a mess at the moment. I think Bartomeu and Messi obviously don't get on. Messi's threatened to leave. He's got, Bartomeu definitely won't get the presidency, presidentship if, he, if Messi does leave. And by those comments, it looks like he's out. The manager is going to be out. So it is a huge mess at the moment and, and looks like a huge revolution is about to take over now uh, for the next step. So it's going to be big for them. But we have reached, we have reached, let me put this full time on, we have reached full time on the halftime show. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Wednesday, we're going to have a special guest here. Almas will be in, a very talented footballer to tender age of 12, who's very mature for age as well. And I played football with her as well, and she's very, very good. So we're going to be seeing her on Wednesday. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Have a great, great rest of the day, and I'll see you soon. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.